Good evening. Welcome. We have a lovely custom in our church that we go through every Sunday morning when we gather. We get up, we sing the chorus that we have for that morning, and while we do that, the choir does it first and then we do it, everybody greets one another. Now I hope we have enough members in our ch service tonight to greet all the visitors. Seems like everybody I talked to was a visitor, and we're happy you're here. We're going to have a wonderful time, and after I have a word of prayer, I'm sure Jim will lead us in this welcome song, and shake hands with each other, and if you want to hug each other, go ahead and do it, because we're a hugging church. <laughs> Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we do want to thank you tonight for the privilege of being here to honor and glorify our Savior, the Lord Jesus. And Father, as we listen to the choir, as we listen to the drama team, and as we participate, I pray that each one of us will be drawn a little bit closer to you. Bless everything that we do tonight, and may we leave this place rejoicing that we've been here to worship and honor our Savior who was born 2,000 years ago. Because we ask this in his name. Amen. Let's stand now and greet one another in the name of the Lord. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Lift up your voice to God. Praise for the spirit and understanding. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Lift up your voice to God. Praise with the spirit and with understanding. Oh, magnify the Lord. And you may be seated. My name's Jim Feast, and I lead the music program here at Trinity Baptist Church. Also with us here tonight, Dr. Ron Churchill, our senior pastor. Stand up, Dr. Ron. And you met Pastor Ed Schaefer. Go ahead and stand up again, Pastor Ed. Now, Pastor Ed will be retiring after this month. On the 17th of December, he celebrates his 90th birthday. And tucked over in the corner is Dr. Ross Laidlaw. This, the title of this presentation is A Relative Christmas because it's the Christmas story through the eyes of relatives of the biblical characters that you read about. Uh, the first character talks about what happened five years after the birth of Jesus. Then you go through and there's a sixth character and by that time, it's 50 years after the birth of Jesus. So it's a very interesting perspective on the Christmas story. We don't charge admission to come to these presentations. We don't take a love offering either. This is just a gift to the community and an opportunity to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, and we don't want it just to be a concert. It's not a concert. It's not a performance. We think of it as a presentation because it's a presentation of praise and worship vertically to the creator of the universe. It's not just 
uh, here for the enjoyment of people and nice music. We wanted to have a spiritual background. So early on, we pray spiritually that this uh, event will be successful and a blessing to you. Because I think as we offer our praise, since that's what we're created to do, it will also spill out over into the congregation. We invite you to sing along. There's lots of words that are going to be projected up on the screen here. And this is audience participation. You're not just sitting there and uh, not part of this. We want you to be part of this as well. At the end, we're going to sing the Hallelujah Chorus. How many know that? If you don't, the hymnal, in the hymnal, it's number 37, in the hymnal, with all the words and all. Now, last night, I forgot. We had an invitation song, and I jumped right into the Hallelujah Chorus. And I forgot, Dr. Ross is portraying John the Apostle. And his lines are deliver, to deliver several uh, verses from the book of Revelation, which is a great prelude into the Hallelujah Chorus. I forgot, I want you to do me a favor. Raise your hand like this and say, if I start to sing the hallelujah chorus before Pastor Ross says his lines, stay, say, stop, stop, Jim. Don't do it. Wait for Pastor Ross. Can you do that for me? With your help, I will not forget. Now, if we all forget, I'm going to blame it on you. Just kidding. Uh, Join us for light refreshments afterwards. You can meet the people that are involved with the presentation. Not just the people you see, but also the audio, visual, and Rick on uh, Spotlight as well. They do a great job if you never notice them. If it's completely transparent and just goes from one scene and song to another, they have done a great job. And they put in a lot of time to be able to do that great job. We have weekly Sunday services here at Trinity, 9 and 10.30 in the morning on Sunday. And then 6 p.m. we, we meet every week for another uh, time of studying the Bible. Wednesday nights we have Bible study and prayer that starts at 6. Uh, we also have a beautiful Christmas Eve presentation. Christmas Eve is Thursday night, the 24th. And our, presentation will, our service will start at 6 p.m. that night. As a reminder... Please turn off your cell phones or any other devices that will beep or make other noises during the presentation. Let's open up in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for the opportunity to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. I pray that you'd inhabit this place right now, that your will would be done. I pray that Satan would be bound or rebuked in the name of Jesus Christ and that all of your glory just pour out over us and bless us beyond what we can possibly comprehend. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And now, Trinity Baptist Church presents a relative Christmas.
a day that was. I didn't quite know what to make of it. My son, the innkeeper, was feeling pretty good because the crowds in town at Passover were always great for business. Well, there certainly were many days, even weeks, when his rooms stayed empty. Well, that was true even a few years ago when he only had that small inn in Bethlehem. Have you heard his no-room story, his story of stories? It was that crowded night. It's been, well, let's see, five years. Well, there's just... I've heard that story just so many times, it just seems like it's just been many more years than that. You see, there were no rooms left, and the night was cold. My daughter-in-law, Rachel, she always had such a soft spot for anyone in need, convinced my son to let a young couple stay out in the stable. The woman was great with child, you see. And wouldn't you believe it? She had her baby that very night. Some really odd things happened after that, too. All sorts of strangers showed up as if they knew where this couple was. And somehow they knew the baby had been born. How they knew? I'll never know. Some say it was a miracle. Some say angels. God. I don't know. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, so lowly, meek and mild, new life, new hope, new joy he brings, won't you listen to the angels sing, glory, glory, glory to the new born King, Jesus, little Jesus, oh. Behind. 
night, my husband gathers us together, our children, our grandchildren, and me, and he tells us about a special night 10 years ago. He takes us to his field where he and his friends always watch after their sheep. As we look in awe at the dark night sky, he describes how frightened they were back then. You see, that was the night, how frightened they were back then. Suddenly, the sky was filled with bright, shining angels. I've never seen one. My husband says he hasn't seen one since, but he'll never forget that night. And he says, we shouldn't forget that night either. You see, that was the night God sent us all his most precious gift, his only son. The baby didn't look like the son of God. He was just a newborn lying on straw in an animal feeding trough. But my husband, the shepherd, he was sure. Would you ever doubt an angel?
I was so excited today. We took our grandson to the temple in Jerusalem. When he turned 12, we promised him that we would take him there. What a place, what a sight. But even more amazing was this other young boy. He was our grandson's age. And we saw him actually teaching the elders. He spoke with such understanding. My husband said he knew at once that this boy was the child he had seen years before with his mother in a house in Bethlehem. We just know that he is the son of God. Seeing his him and his wisdom today, my husband and I are very sure. How do we know he's the son of God? When this child was born, God placed a special star in the sky to lead my husband to him. When my husband returned to our country, he began looking for the child again. He studied the Hebrew scriptures diligently, and a prophet foretold of a king of Israel coming out of Bethlehem of Judea. The great king Herod wanted to know about the boy, but God warned my husband not to tell him where the child could be found. That kind of protection could only follow God's son, the Messiah. And today, my grandson and I saw him too.
Good evening. My name is Hannah. Many years ago, my Uncle Simeon witnessed the Christ child in the temple. God had promised him that he would see this child before he died. Sure enough, one day this young couple came to the temple for the dedication ritual of their new son. Uncle Simeon blessed them and told Mary that her child would bring about the falling and rise of many in Israel. It disturbed him so to have to say these things, but he also told her that a sword would pierce her soul and that the thoughts of many hearts would be revealed. After Uncle Simeon told me this story, I decided that I had to know more about this child and the scriptures written about him. You see, the Lord has brought me to this position. I'm the housekeeper for the great teacher and Pharisee, Nicodemus. Well, he was just captivated when I told him the story of my Uncle Simeon. Why, to this day, Nicodemus and I can sit and talk for hours about the prophecies and the scriptures and the stories that we have heard about this man from Nazareth called Jesus. I was so surprised. I came to work this morning and found the candle already lit. Nicodemus looked so tired, and yet there was this glow about him, and he was so excited. He said he had been waiting up all night for me to come to work. You see, he met with Jesus last night. He went under the cover of darkness so as not to raise any suspicions. Jesus told him that in order for us to enter into the kingdom of heaven, we must be born again by God's Holy Spirit. Nicodemus taught me all the words that Jesus told him. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. So you see, this child that my Uncle Simeon blessed is truly God's only son sent as a gift of love from God himself.
I to say to her? What can I do? I've been telling her for years, raising children, it's our hardest calling. They break your heart. But this today, this is just too much. You see, my daughter, my Mary, she's always been such a good daughter. So when she told me years ago that she was with child and not yet married, I thought my heart would tear in two. Not my Mary, she wouldn't. But then she told me she was still a virgin. That an angel of God had told her she was carrying God's son. I couldn't tell anyone. I hardly knew what to say to myself. I was so ashamed and frightened for her. But Joseph, her betrothed, stood right by her side. He married her anyway and raised the boy as his own. But it's always been hard on my Mary. You see, she's tried to be fair to all her children. But the younger ones, well, they've been envious of Jesus. So, she would confide in me, and I would listen. What else could I do? Listen. But today, today they nailed Jesus to a cross. My Mary had to watch her firstborn die in agony. Where was God today? How could he forsake his only son? But even, even in all that pain, Jesus looked on my Mary, his own mother, and gave her into the care of John, one of his closest friends. (laughs) What a comfort John has been to Mary. Perhaps God knew just how much she would need that young man. And oh, what love Jesus showed to all of us today. I, for one, will never forget his tender look of love.
taught me love that only he could give. I brought him cause to cry. And though he taught me how to live, I stood and watched him joined us today. I'm Elizabeth. My daughter is Mary Madeline. She was the first one to see our Lord Jesus Christ the morning after he arose. That was 17 years ago. Mary Madeline always tells me that her new life is a gift from God, that she is made a new creation after Jesus made her spiritually whole. Well, we gather this night in the dark winter of every year because tradition says that this is the night when he was first born. You see, we are all very close. Many of us have relatives who knew or had seen Jesus. And tonight we are especially excited. You see, it's been 50 years since he was first born. 
and we feel that tonight may be the night when he comes back. Well, you see, he promised before he left earth that he would be back.
Well, it's been 2,000 years since that night long ago. We still wonder, will this be the night he will come? Jesus gives us his light to shine in this dark world. We light our candles now as a symbol that we are to be his light to the world. The flaming candles that we hold are a symbol of Jesus' light that shines within all who accept him. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was, with, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, but the darkness did not comprehend it. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a great light has shined. Oh, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your tabernacle. Then I will go to the altar of God, to God my exceeding joy, and on the harp I will praise you, O God, my God. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hid. Nor do they light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all those who are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. a seeker for light in a dark world and I looked for truth but settled for lies I had been blinded and I couldn't see Till a star in Bethlehem sky opened my eyes. I have seen the light shining in the darkness, bursting through the shadows, delivering the dawn. Kingdom is forever. 
You know, I love Christmas time, and I know you do. It's a time when we all get together with family and friends, and we have parties, and we do this, we do that. We get presents. We always like presents. You know, Christmas is really about the Savior that was born. That's really the heart of it. That's what the bottom line really is. You know, before the baby came, it was all promises and prophecies. But when the baby came, everything changed. Everything changed. It was so miraculous. You know, all of those promises and prophecies came true. There was a 400-year interbiblical period between the Old Testament and the New Testament. And, and you know, these guys wrote things that were going to happen, and you know, not many people thought, you know, I don't know that's going to happen or not. It happened. All of them happened. They, they happened exactly like they said they were going to happen. It was a miracle. It was just unbelievable. You know, the Old Testament talks about what's coming. The New Testament talks about Jesus and who he was and what he said and what that meant and what's coming in the future. And we're in that uh, point where we're looking ahead. There's so many reference tonight. Could this be the night that he comes? Could this be the week that he comes? Could this be the year that he comes? Wouldn't it be neat if on Christmas morning, you know, something just kind of started stirring and all of a sudden, we found ourselves being drawn to the Lord. Talk about something. Well, the, the first Christmas, when our Heavenly Father gave the great gift, the people that were around the cradle, they knew that something was different. That star was there. They knew that something was happening. Something powerful was happening. They knew that this was different than any other birth. They knew that this child was going to turn it around. And he did. He did. He lived a sinless life. You know, it's hard for us to even imagine that. We sin every day. You know, we think, here's a life, a whole life, 33 years, lived without sin. Unbelievable. But he did it. He did it. A sacrificial life. A sacrificial death. He knew what was coming. It wasn't a surprise to him. He knew the cross was out there just, just ahead of him. And he didn't uh, resist it. He didn't fight against it. He didn't punch anybody. Uh, they, they took him and they nailed him to the cross. Some of you here tonight are old enough to remember Kate Smith. I just loved her. She was a great big woman. You remember that? I mean, she could sing. He could have called 10,000 angels. I love that. When she sang that, I thought, that is the greatest song it ever has been. 
And she would just belt it out. And it was powerful. Just powerful. You know, he could have called 10,000 angels. He didn't have to die. He gave his life for you and for me. It was such a wonderful thing. He, he died. And then he was buried. And then by the power of God, he rose. And he rules and reigns at the right hand of the Father, even tonight. Even tonight. And of course, the whole reason for all, there's a purpose in all of that. The reason for all of that is so that our hearts would be right. That our hearts would be drawn unto him. That our hearts would make a difference. That our lives would make a difference. That we could reach out and touch others and help others and lead others to the Christ. Tonight uh, in our church, uh, as we do at every service, uh, we have what we call an invitation. Now some of you perhaps have never been in a church service where they had a thing called an invitation. But we have an invitation at every service. It's an invitation for people to take a stand for the Lord Jesus. For them to trust in Christ, to confess their sins, to look unto him as the boss, if you want to say it that way, of their life. To be born again, to be born anew, to be born afresh. Tonight, the invitation is for you. To trust and believe in Jesus. To give your heart, your life to him. To follow him from this point forward. You know, it's a wonderful thing when that happens. It's, it's a miracle that takes place in our heart. And we are changed. We're no longer self-centered. We're now Christ-centered. There's a change, a change that comes. It's a miracle. It changes our destiny. You know, Jesus was a carpenter. And he didn't make any crummy things. He, he did them all just exactly right. Scripture says that he's building for us a mansion in glory. Don't you want to go there? Well, yes. oh, I do. Amen. I do. I want to be with him in glory forever. You know, some people, I think, worry that they're going to sing hymns all the time. They're not going to do that. <laughs> That's not what's going to happen. We're going to be using the spiritual gifts that we have here there. And we're going to do meaningful service for him there. And we're going to work together and be the family of God. And things are going to be right. And there's not going to be any sadness. There's just going to be joy. I want to invite you tonight, if you've never made a public profession of your faith, to trust in him tonight. Not next week, next year, next decade, tonight. We're going to sing a song. We call it an invitational hymn. And I'm going to stand here and and we invite you to slip out from wherever you are and slip forward. And say, Ron, I, I want to trust in Christ as my Lord. Because I want to be with his people forever. I I don't want my life to be lived in a meaningless way. I want my life to count for the Savior who died on a cross for me. Tonight, we're going to sing. 
If the Lord is tugging at your heart, we want you to come. And we pray that you will. Let's stand together as we sing. You know, some people uh, have a real problem walking out in front of people. They just, you know, it's just too, too much for them. I've never really understood that. But some people are that way. I want to give you another invitation tonight. If you'd like to call up our office here at the church, we're in the phone book. Uh, call, call up and say, you know, I'd like to sit down at my home or at the church and I'd like to talk to the pastor about Jesus in my life. And I won't twist your arm or knock you down or anything. I'll just, I'll just talk to you about Jesus and share with you the greatest blessing that the world has ever had. Just, just call tomorrow. And we'll set up a time. And hopefully through that, each and every one of us in this room will be together in glory forever. You may be seated. <laughs> and there were loud voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the twenty-four elders who sat on their thrones before God fell on their faces and worshipped God. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, as the sound of mighty thundering, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory. 
for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his bride has made herself ready. And to her it was granted that she be arrayed in fine linen, clean and bright, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. And now I saw heaven opened, and behold, a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he was clothed with a robe dipped in blood. And his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords.
Merry Christmas. Don't forget, we have some light refreshments. We'd like to shake your hand in the fellowship hall. Merry Christmas.